Is this because of the duck thing? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, oh. I've not taken this hoodie off in a month and a half. And then when you're done, you feel the most shamed ever. There we go. Always professional. What the, the story fuck is even classic, happening? Classic sort of story. It came out to high critical claim. And it's Pokemon Snap. If you're pressed to tank, it goes <laughs> Like, what buddy, is going buddy, on? I was on, I was on edibles. <laughs> not a pornography this is a podcast uh and you got the name wrong again i, I like your duck shirt thanks it's a duck it's time to do, 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 do. welcome to another episode of two dads and a podcast the podcast i'm taking your that is the time. nerdiest fucking thing i ever heard you didn't even hear it <laughs> i did i i, I muted myself <laughs> and turned the volume on to hear it <laughs> yeah <laughs> You said it. You you had me so worked up. You're like, it's the most specialist, fucking awesome thing in the world. I'm like, what? I gotta hear this. <laughs> Shit balls. We, are, <laughs> we are talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! The trading card game. Yeah. Um. Easily one of the of all of them. I, I I've I've owned only cards that I got because the video games version of the card game oh yeah and it's one i doubt i will ever seriously collect and like I, I collect it and played it a little bit what in middle school when it came out and it lasted for a couple years or a year or two and then the dragon ball z card game came out and then yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, attention well, spans well, are short <laughs> for me like i love playing the game but the game is very not fun. so much in person yeah. It's a lot of work in person, and there's math involved, and it, I just don't like it as much, you know, because it's not small <laughs> numbers. It's like 4,000 or 8,000. You got to count down from there. Yeah, and there, you know there's what? a lot of I, big numbers. If I need a pen and a pencil to play a card game, I'm not a as, pen as and into a pencil? It. What are you writing on the table? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Uber>. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's been a day. So oh, no, yeah. So so diving diving into Yu-Gi-Oh a little bit. The manga itself released in 1996. The anime didn't come out until 98, and the card game didn't come out in Japan until 99. And when it first came out, it was called the official card game, the Yu-Gi-Oh official card game. Yeah, and it wasn't for another and, and three years. Uh, didn't top top what well, top deck or top what the baseball card company printed them for america for a little while for yeah Top for a little something. while i was i was getting there man you you are really hey I, you gotta let me ahead. talk this is a two-person but it's two dads not one dad and his uh charming good-looking assistant that gets to speak when spoken to okay two you dads. hush i'm gonna mute you <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> but in the u.s yeah it it originally was was published by konami themselves in upper Japan. deck upper deck was the name and then in 2002 was it released in the u.s i believe so yes I believe yeah those so. they also did sports cards so sorry yeah it was upper deck i said yeah. tops tops was the other one it's tops that and is another and, big yeah but my bad for all of you uh listeners in other countries please keep listening <laughs> <laughs> okay but off the rails when already it, <laughs> when it released in the u.s in 2002 it was changed to the trading card upper deck game, so also what i was, do at toilets you at are getting fucking <laughs> muted dude jesus this is a podcast <laughs> I, i'm cutting this uh, out before i send the audio to you <laughs> have you ever uh, 
So that's okay. when you take off the tank lid of a toilet and... Okay, he's muted, guys. He's muted. This is just going to be me reading from my, from, from my notes here. Okay. <sighs> when the game came out in 2002 in the US, it was switched to be called the trading card game. And that's where it's been since. And... I mean, to be fair, most people don't pay attention to those things. No, but that, uh, that I, that's where you kind of have the difference in the card styles, even though the backs right. are all the same, and, and some of the rule changes that happened. You know, once it took over, like, once it went international, it really, it was just, just like Pokemon for a little bit, but it didn't have the longevity that Pokemon has. I mean, to an extent, it's, it well, is still it going. Was, it, was it is still going. Crazy. Well, yeah. The community that goes uh, and and that that supports Yu-Gi-Oh, like they're diehard. They, like it, oh, yeah. they are oh, passionate yeah. about it. And really, it was one of the few because, like Pokemon, you would you you some people never fucked with the cards. Some people never fucked with the video game. Some people never fucked with the anime. Mm-hmm. But with Yu-Gi-Oh, it was all the same thing. It was all yeah. cards. Yeah, it was um, all the cards. Only difference was <laughs> what the manga. The manga for the first two years, it, Yugi was just playing like games, so dice, card games, games. And they of sort chance. of hinted at that in the anime because his father ran a game, a game shop. shop. Yeah, um, but that was the big, the big thing was the the was Yu-Gi-Oh the card game. And eventually, you know, when it did shift over, and I mean, the card game was created by the manga creator, so it, it really did evolve into what it became later on and when it released it released at the perfect time you know we're in middle school uh we were the craze the craze was on old for pokemon at the time you know what i mean like we had been watching Yu-Gi-Oh for a while and four kids and nerds were just looking for an excuse to move on to something else exactly at that point exactly and uh, you know the first set that came out was the legend of blue eyes white dragon it had 126 easily, cards, and that was easily it. one of the coolest. Like, but out of those 126 cards, you could create all of the decks that you saw in the anime up to that point, right? And, and you know what they sort of latched onto was they latched onto this art style and stuff that really was like it, it was very Egyptian themed, and mm-hmm. in, in middle school, that was kind of one of the interests you were getting into. Uh, the hieroglyphs were always really cool. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. and a lot of what they did, which is the same with you'll find in a lot of animes, is the monsters and the stuff that they used them themselves had some mythical um, lore behind them already. Or like with the Pokemon, they're very you can see uh, a lot of the actual nature things working oh, yeah. with them. Oh, yeah. Now, mind you, there were some that weren't necessarily that, like Blue Eyes White Dragon itself was just like this futuristic chrome dragon, yeah. which was just badass looking, but the Dark Magician was very Egyptian themed and just really cool and had this really unique style to it. And I wouldn't I mean, be surprised. If, if, we're talking ab- if we're talking about like our favorite things of all time, like Dark Magician by far, not... Not the best strategy to go with, no, you know, trying to work no. him in. But I loved that card. I <laughs> loved a fantastic the Dark card. Magician. And obviously, Blue Eyes, White Dragon. Obviously, it gets easier. I, I know I'm skipping a little bit. Later down the line, it gets a little bit easier to get the Blue Eyes and Summon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But off the bat, it was really hard. It was hard. It was. it was hard to get 
the Dark Magician, anything that required two tributes to summon yeah, out, or, or it like, was a pain in the ass, honestly. If you did a deck based around Exodia, you know, you, you could were only have praying, one of each card in the deck. You were praying, like you had things that helped you draw or helped you find things and flip it around, like like most card games. But you were praying on getting this thing to end the game, yep. and yep. that was uh, so. That's kind of what I loved about this game is you could have like five or six different strategies in one deck in a single and depending deck on and the deck sizes are smaller you have only 40 cards in the deck whereas yeah pokemon and magic and and a lot of the other card games is you know a 60 card minimum deck but and, so and while it really has that it's a little more tight-knit but it doesn't require yeah. energy or mana in order to cast the spells right. so it kind of cuts out the need for those so you have a faster paced deck but and, and, and as you'll explain further when we dive into deeper concepts of the game they really work in all all parts of the decks like the the main deck the extra deck the discard deck or graveyard whatever it's called oh yeah oh yeah and, and they have all these different decks and you're really working out of all of them once mm -hmm. you're in the throes oh, of the you, game you really really are but the next so, thing we're going to dive into crazy. is going to be the cards themselves and especially some of the rare and valuable ones because when, when it, it this is, I, was it's blown, silly. I was blown away it's by silly. the the most valuable card yeah well and see, we'll, I, we'll go I in reverse to... we'll go from uh, i i yeah. You know, I have three here that are kind of, you know, the big well, ones or big ones for me. Uh, rather. We'll, we'll tee off the, the first big one that you're going to go into. And I went to a card shop a week or two ago when we started this. I went to three or four card shops in our area and, and I talked to them. And one of the guys, he had a graded nine blue eyes, white dragon. Ooh, um, I'm not sure that's which edition, blue eyes, but that's it was. It was eight hundred dollars. Was the starting for a grade? And he nine. said, I, "I don't think it was first edition." So we'll, yeah. we'll throw that out there. But it was probably one of the first prints. Otherwise, yeah, it wouldn't be worth that much because they've reprinted yeah. the card numerous times. So, but how how crazy the difference is from literally first edition being printed on the card and a nine to a ten rating is yeah. a first edition blue eyes white dragon fetches upwards of five thousand dollars and it's easily this this game like of all the games i, I love all the games that we're going to talk about but this game for some reason like the prize cards in this game yeah <laughs> oh man hold so well, much value and that's the Keep thing like their value this is one of and the most valuable cards that if, isn't a prize <laughs> card that was given away if i had that type of money to throw around i would uh, i would own a blue eyes white dragon like that <laughs> there's no conversation there if i had that extra money if i didn't have a, an addiction a to gu on my guitars like, you know oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> but honestly like, one of the most unique cards that they came out with is it was created as a make-a-wish foundation wish and i for, love this story man yeah, it's this, fantastic this for fantastic. a boy named tyler and he was he was diagnosed with a rare form of liver cancer in 2002. And 2002 is when the game came out in the US. So he he was there from the beginning and he had this rare liver cancer and his wish was to be a Yu-Gi-Oh card. And so they created Tyler the Doesn't Great that just Warrior. Break your fucking heart, man. I mean, from what I, I was reading, uh... I think he's still alive. So I think he may have pulled through. 
Uh, well, I'll have to look that well, up. Well, that, that's and, cool and as verify, that would but... be cool as shit. But that's, I mean, that's fantastic. How many people have their own fucking car? You know, there was subtract only one. the there was only one ever Pikachu made. <laughs> where you could write your name in on the card. There, yeah, there's only one ever made. This, this, this is fantastic, and it's such a cool. Like, it, of course, it's never, it's never been sold, but he's been reportedly been yeah. offered over a hundred and fifty thousand dollars for this card. And not likely it's it's <laughs> no, no not enough for a true one of a kind uh, priceless car yeah priceless it'll never be reprinted never and it is it's actually really cool art and stuff on it too like it go and look it yeah. up it's really really fun I really enjoyed you know just the story the style of the card and it, it honestly the card reminds like the the look of the guy on the card reminds me of like somebody who went super saiyan so it's just a really fun really unique card and that isn't even close to the most valuable card no no it's silly <laughs> Yu Gi Oh gets silly so in 1999 at the opening Yu Gi Oh tournament they had the number one prize was a stainless steel tournament black luster soldier and it was given out as an exclusive prize mm. mm-hmm. and <laughs> this is silly it's silly looking at this number blows my mind i thought the pokemon cards were going for a lot i thought magic cards had some of the most expensive no this fucking card went for two million million dollars yep in 2013 yep no, Holy see, shit. here's here's the thing that I I already knew going into this, and it's one where the prizes you get, the champion prize for these tournaments, are extremely rare cards. Like, oh yeah, like this is times, the most like, valuable, one of the kind cards. The whole and they like always go for a shit ton of money, man. You know, Always. fifty thousand dollars, eighteen thousand dollars. One of the newest cards that literally came out just yeah, what a few years back in two thousand eighteen has an estimated value of nearly twenty thousand dollars. So it's, it's not even it's because silly. it's old; it's because it was a championship no. card. Yeah, it and then the the one bef- that and that was the first place card. The second, third, and fourth place card goes for they're about thirteen thousand dollars. They're just as cool. <laughs> No, there's crazy. If you want to make money, you do these tournaments, you know, and you'd be damn good and you can make fucking bank. Oh, yeah. It, you oh, know? yeah. Well, and, and not, it's just you look, make bank it, from the tournament itself and then the prizes you get yourself are even more bank. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, that's what what um, some of the guys I've been talking to were, were saying is like, it's just it, it's it's like nothing else when you get into the tight-knit group of Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, yeah. Like it, Dude, they're, they're diehard. Really when when I was working retail, I had a guy who would come in and spend like $100 every paycheck just buying the new sets. And, yeah, uh, and- you know, he would, he would pre-order a ton of cards and, you know, it blew my mind. He would buy a $20 pack just for one card. Yeah, when my wife heard the, the numbers behind these championship cards, just the crazy shit that just like seems unreal. She's like, you gotta start doing this tournaments. So I'm like, what? What's the fucking point? I would, I would go nowhere. <laughs> no, fast. no. These because people know what they're doing. This game itself is complicated as fuck, man. It's, you know. Yeah, I think you used the term needlessly. <laughs> needlessly complicated, <laughs> and you know. So when the game first came out, it oh, wasn't too bad. It, it was. It was great. 
you know, you had your normal monsters, you had your effect monsters, and you had yep. spells and traps. Spells, traps. And, and um, that was very it. Very cool concept, yeah. You, it, you, that I was think, it. What, did it start at 4,000 or did it start at 8,000? Sometimes it varies from between it 4 It depends eight. on what media you're looking at, but 8,000 is usually what the actual yeah. card game started at. So the official rule book for Yu-Gi-Oh! is 55 pages long. And it's not because That's... it's filled with a bunch of pictures or, 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 you know, it has some diagrams in there. No, it is literally filled to the brim with information. There are eight it, it's, different it's, ways to summon monsters. It's thicker than a 3D chess instructional booklet. Like, just to it, there, sum that up. You know, when the <laughs> game first came out, there was normal summoning, tribute summoning. And that was pretty much it. And then eventually they had they had fusion. So pretty quick on. Which even but that wasn't wasn't bad. That, wasn't it, too that bad. seemed like a natural uh, progression. Yeah, but now, <laughs> now you have oh geez, I, I thought I wrote this down. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Let me let me let me see. You have normal summoning, fusion summoning, link summoning, pendulum summoning, X Y Z summoning, synchro summoning, ritual summoning. And I'm missing one somewhere. Uh, a flip summoning, which flip summoning was part of the original, I guess. Uh, so seven <laughs> unique ways. But there were so many ways to summon monsters. Now I've been so I've been playing the the video game, the Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution, which is fantastic. It's super fun, but and it kind of takes away some of the the complications that you would have in paper. So the basic basic turn layout: you have your draw phase, draw one card. Standby phase, which is just resolving standby effects. Then your yeah. main phase, and this is this is where it starts to already get a little complicated, is you can set or summon one monster normally, special summon as many monsters as possible, change battle positions of monsters only once per turn, activate cards and effects, and set as many spell and trap cards as you have space for. And that's not even all that you can do. That is just kind of the, the basics. That's the basics, yeah. <laughs> then, start there. you have the battle phase which has four steps in and of itself. The start phase, the actual battle phase per monster, so every monster gets its own battle phase if you choose to do so, which includes their own damage phase, and then you have the end step of the battle phase. Oh, I'm running out of breath. You want to you, you take over? Do you have my notes pulled up? <laughs> like, and, Dude. So, and, so you have your battle phase, and unless it's your first, you oh, go, you go very first. You, I'm sorry, I was... I was I was pulling them up to look, but I, for, I forgot I didn't open it up on the computer. I opened it up on my phone. So, whoops. So. See, I was trying to let you let you talk here a little bit. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I, I just... I, yeah, no. You know, I, I utilize both, and I forgot which one I was utilizing at this point <laughs> in fine. time. That's fine. Well, I mean, I can pause here and let you take over, unless you just want me to finish. <laughs> yeah. So... Then, unless it's your very first turn, unless you go first, I should say, you can have each monster attack one time, unless there's specific rules that change this, again, needlessly, comp needlessly complicating things. And then you must attack opponent's monsters before you can attack directly. Right. Then, yeah. once your battle phase is over, you have your main phase two, which is the same as the first one, then you have your end phase, which you discard down to six cards. You start with five cards at the beginning of the game, which is actually less than other card games. Uh, now, I this was actually is, a little surprised by that. This is another one where they have a lot of cards that can help you work through a deck and work through your graveyard and work oh, your yeah. graveyard back into your deck. And uh, 
make your opponent's graveyard disappear forever and oh, shit yeah. like that. You know, um, pot it, of pot of greed lets you draw two yeah. cards. They, they they say that every time in the anime. It's like I play pot of greed. This allows me to draw two cards from the top of my deck. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I mean, it's really cool. You can that that's why I say you can implement so much strategy into it. Is because oh, yeah. you can really. I mean, there are some where you can reorganize cards. You can put cards to the top. You can you can discard cards from your opponent. You can discard. You can fucking destroy their graveyard completely forever and you ever. Amen. I, th- I believe in this game. It's called banish. <laughs> banish. You okay. can banish their cards. Um, to- then, like, if you go first, you can you can put a monster in defense, and if it has a high ass fucking defense, or you lay a trap. Well, I mean, out you can you can do that monster, any turn, but you know? usually, if you go first, you're playing right. a little more on defense first. Honestly, yeah, I, I I believe in Yu-Gi-Oh, where most card games going first has a huge advantage to it. Yu-Gi-Oh, the advantage is definitely going it, second. Right. Because I mean, you can unless, attack immediately. unless unless you're set up for that, you know, there are ways to yeah, set up there your are deck decks. for a first go. Don't get me wrong. There are decks that definitely benefit from going first. You know, getting right. a certain spell out that lets you draw more stuff and, you and know, like an Exodia deck. Right. There are decks that 100% are set up for defense and, and traps. And there are decks that are set up for uh, offense. Um, the One of the things is if you're attacking a monster in defense, if you beat that monster, that's it. You beat the monster. But if you attack a monster in attack and you beat him, the excess then, damage... Yep goes goes into their life points and that's how that's how you win you can win a number of ways if a card says you win by getting certain uh conditions met like exodia if you reduce your opponent's life points to zero or if your opponent attempts to draw a card with no cards in their deck so those are like those are your kind of basic ways this is how like this is the mistake everybody makes because when i first started playing like first first started playing i watched the anime first and i'm like man i'm doing a motherfucking exodia deck all i gotta get is all five of them bitches and bam i win automatically i don't even have to play them i just have to have them harder than a (laughs) oh yeah sound especially when your opponent who's experienced (laughs) it makes you discard your hand or yeah oh yeah oh yeah so So when when i was talking about strategy goes by quickly when I was talking about needlessly complicating the rules, this is where some of the like the new summoning ways. So there's this new link Pre- summon, which has the oh man, you have to sacrifice so many or tribute or tribute, I guess in Yu-Gi-Oh. You have to tribute so many monsters to equal up to the link number, but then you can link summon any number of monsters that you want to so you can kind of loop things around and use that link monster that has a link two to count as two towards the next link summon that you do and it like i was learning this stuff when do i get my motorcycle yeah <laughs> that, that was actually when do the, i start my motorcycle that was, that was the third series actually where you're going backwards yeah, they jumped to that quick they, they jumped to too. that Fuck. They did too. They, they go went, from a like, freaking kid's school learning how to duel into riding a motorcycle around and dueling on a motorcycle. You know, <laughs> usually there's a slow progression up to the ridiculousness. <laughs> they skipped a few steps. 
they, they yeah, did. They did. You know, Yu-Gi-Oh was cool. Yu-Gi-Oh GX was fun as shit. That's probably oh, my yeah. favorite. That's that's of my the favorite series, especially with the cards that they had, the yeah. fusions and the, the the effects and the styles. Oh man, that was by far my favorite. Mm-hmm. I, I loved every I, I second of it. I actually just found my my Game Boy Advanced game. Remember, yeah, I, we, I talked about that. I think that's the only one that me and you had in common was the Yu-Gi-Oh GX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um. But so I loved that game, and then they got on motorcycles, and I don't have my motorcycle license, so I couldn't play at yeah. that point. Yeah, we were we were at a disadvantage um, there to the older kids. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> I tried the Vespa, but I couldn't keep up with the others. No, and and a scooter just didn't quite quite do it for me. So. <laughs> honestly yeah but you you didn't have a motor on your scooter you're just trying to push it <laughs> that's that's right <laughs> do uh, some extreme scooter moves and grind while i'm trying to the sketch up. sketch with it just hold the bumper of a car and <laughs> on on your scooter i summon blue eyes oh fuck it just, <laughs> it just blows out of your hand yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> honestly uh, like we have fun but breaking it down it, the game itself is fun yeah no doubt you know and it, it's fun to play and there's simple decks it, it with simple decks that don't feature a lot of the crazy cards that we've been talking about it's really not right. super difficult to learn the well, basics and you know we we've talked about this with all, all of the other games just the it's it's like an arms race like they're so desperate to outdo the previous generation and mm-hmm. instead of like doing it with artwork or trying to, I, I guess Yu-Gi-Oh was trying to incorporate um, different ways of doing something, but it just got out of control. Like they were trying to incorporate different methods, but it got a little bit out of control. It so, definitely, definitely did. You know, I it, think this, some... I, I don't know if it's the, the, they need like more chess players because in, in chess, <laughs> you have a finite amount of moves. But there are so many different strategies for that same board, you know, mm-hmm. and you think of like a card game, like why couldn't you just invent more strategies for the same game? And why, why is there this huge arms race to where we're 20 years later and we're jumping back into these games and we're like, you, what the you know, fuck? This well, is ridiculous. And the thing is, like we talk about the power creep of like yeah. the power level of some of these cards. Man, I was looking at some of the cards that came out in the in the first, and you have monsters with sixteen thousand att- or sixteen hundred attack. That was big. Yeah, that, that was, was a big, big number. Well, sixteen hundred <laughs> and nineteen hundred defense, and it was a tribute summon monster. You literally yeah. had to tribute a lower level monster in order yeah. to summon this thing because it was a level five. And yeah. now you've got level four monsters with nineteen hundred attack and two thousand defense. <laughs> Bro, and it's just a normal monster. It's not even like I mean, a, an effect or a special. It's just normal. I guess so twenty pow- years later, it's kind of that's kind of creeping. But when you stop playing for about ten years and you come back and it's completely, it's a completely oh, different yeah. game. Oh yeah, that doesn't feel like a creep. That feels like a sprint. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So definitely. But and that's not honestly, to say it's not fun. It is. This fun. is just a game I'd prefer to play on a game system. Definitely. Definitely. With all the new mechanics and the different card types. And, you know, I like to play a combo deck. Something that, you know, I do this and then this happens and then this happens and then I can combo into this and then I switch this around and then I do this and five minutes later my turn is is over. But that's like I said at the beginning, man. That that five minute turn in a video game 
takes <laughs> 20 minutes to describe everything I'm doing in the way that I'm doing it so that I'm following uh, okay. the rules. Yeah. And, that gets you. And, you that, know, that, that's, the, that's the, the thing video I, games are I, definitely, I, definitely better. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> but like I said, that's one of the things I like about this this game is that you can run multiple strategies in one deck and we didn't even jump into the fact that you if if you base every if you have all one type of monster you can have a whole bunch of spells that have and stuff that affect just those style of monsters and you can increase your attack power of all that style of monster by 400 and if if you're running a deck like that and Mm -hmm. oh yeah there's there's some well when you have eleven thousand two hundred fifty cards that yeah. have been printed, and I believe that's unique cards. That's not reprints. That is unique right. cards. It's there's just bound a to crazy. be a ridiculous amount of of content. And the the cool thing is, it's not like a the Pokemon where there are like it hard set like weaknesses and strengths. This is you can run multiple styles and multiple strategies within one deck and not compromise the each uh, other strategy validity of your deck. Like you can still have a strong ass deck and just have crazy amounts of different combos and strategies. And that to me is fun because you're thinking on multiple levels at that point. You're not thinking on one direct path. You get to choose a plethora of strategy going into it and that's a unique thing i think to Yu-Gi-Oh. and and, you know maybe you get some of that in magic but even then you have a certain well when we get into magic you know i'm talking about complicated magic is its own beast but (laughs) it's only as complicated as you make it whereas this if you want to play some of the best and the newest decks and play in the meta game and everything it's got to be complicated and you gotta like know it has to be complicated. Yeah, there is no it. way around you have it. to be prepared for everything, man. Because oh my god, there are you can make decks solely specific to countering other decks. Just you know, to fuck with your opponents. Just countering countering one specific, like literally one somebody, specific kind of deck. Not even right, every you can have deck. an Exodia deck, but you can also have like an anti Exodia deck <laughs> that is only made. The only time it wins is if it's going up against uh, an Exodia deck. <laughs> it's. <laughs> it's so true it's so true it's so cool but I, I, love I, it. I love the game definitely better in video game form but yeah. it, it's super fun if you want to play it honestly really i is. highly recommend the, the legacy of the duelist link evolution game that just came out uh last year i think yeah, last year and, the year, and if you want 2019 i think it was but they've if updated you want a to nice new rules. like um classic uh game let me let me look up the exact title the one i have yeah, don't pick up the the Legacy of the Duelist, just the regular one, because if you want the DLC, it's an extra $85, and it doesn't oh, even yeah, come yeah. with the newest stuff. If, <laughs> the if you want, uh, yeah, if you want the newest one, by all means, fucking get that. Uh, the Seven Trials is pretty is a pretty good game. That's an old one. I, that might be Game Boy Color. Uh, my favorite one of the series, and it's about the middle of the way one that I got, because it's... The Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Duel Academy for the Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance, yeah. Is I love that one. One That's of my one favorite. 
That's it's the, one we, the one we have. It's it's got the classic style and it, and you know it fusion brings in the fusion. Flame Wingman just felt yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, it was just such a good game. And so if you want the new style, get get that one. If you want the old classic, get the GX. The good thing um, with the newest one is it does play through it, the campaign yeah, yeah. of you every back, single. Yu-Gi-Oh! series all the way up through V Reigns, which is one of the newer ones. I don't know if there's a new one right. since, but you know, it plays the original, the GX, the five Ds, the V Arc, the V Reign. I don't I don't remember the other ones. The names yep. got kind of weird. <laughs> but it plays through those. But there you have it, guys. A little deep dive into Yu-Gi-Oh! If we missed something, if we screwed something up, uh let us know on yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just YouTube, talk to us, please. Yeah, please talk to 2020 us. <laughs> at gmail.com. You know, it, I'm, I'm sure we missed something or screwed something up. <laughs> I'm sure we oh, did. <laughs> I mean, we didn't, we didn't have the time to go deep into it. This is, I mean, You know, seriously, it's a two-week deep dive. It's a two-week deep dive. This, is, this was there scratching was, the surface. Yeah, there wasn't enough time for Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> it's fun, though. I, it is I fun. seriously love playing the game. Like and now that I remember, <laughs> so don't get the don't get the, oh my god what's the what was don't get the dual links um, phone game because no, you hot garbage. It's, I don't it's a enjoy money playing grab. it. That's a straight money grab. I I cannot have fun playing that game. I'm just playing the same deck over and over again. I, I <laughs> there's no variety. I can't buy anything new. Like it's nah. But so, there you have anyways. it, guys, and. Lost my train of thought. <laughs> Facebook, um, yeah, Twitter, yeah, yeah, Instagram. I, I already said all that stuff. Uh, say yours. Well, you can listen to us at podcasts everywhere. Videos are available. On Did Twitch. I get that right? On Twitch, yeah. Uh, it, Podbean, Pod whatever, uh, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. Player, Spotify, Pandora. Make sure you rate, review. Yeah, that one definitely. Rate, review, follow, subscribe, whatever you can do. Do it. Invite a friend to do it. And uh, check back in next week. We have an stop, interview stop, stop going right on. There, stop right there. Oh, Let me play it. Oh, you have a thing to play? Hold I on. Do. Let me unmute my computer. All right, guys. So next time on Two Dads and a Podcast. We will have another interview coming up next week with... Michaela Krantz, voice of Momiji from Fruits Basket, among many, many other things, uh, as well as, of yeah. course, diving into more top <laughs> fives. We were just watching, the, like I said, the wife's getting into Fruits Baskets. How and many we times were watching she it, cried? And I was like, that, that's Michaela. <laughs> She's like, who's Michaela? The three-hour one. Uh, <laughs> really? That's her? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Oh man, I love so Momiji's fun. character. Moji, M- Momiji's character is great. But yeah, we'll be t- we'll be going over with uh, wow words. You can cut that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nope, that one's staying. We will I'll clean be mine up. playing. We'll we'll be doing another top five. We don't know what yet. We pick it like a day beforehand, and we'll have yep. the Michaela Krantz interview. That's going to be in two parts because we talked with her for three <laughs> hours. So we're going to have two hour long episodes next week next week and And as always guys we love you all thanks for listening